baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. No prep, no discussion in the pre-show meeting, no tip-off to what the subject is. This is a totally off-the-cuff segment that one of our hosts will launch into. It's time for Winging It Wednesday. Here's Adam Carter. Jordana Green, we need more boring in our lives. Oh, Make boring great again. Make boring great again. I say that because bravo to Joe Maurer. First ballot Hall of Famer. And I was reminded yesterday, uh, watching his interview with Major League Baseball Network after he got the call, how boring Joe Maurer is. <laughs> he is one of the most boring oh interviews. I'm not, and hear me out here. He is one of the most boring interviews. And he was yesterday, too. It's just very general answers. He is legendary for just kind of being a boring interview. Again, on the field, nothing. Nothing boring about Joe Maurer as a baseball player, one of the greatest athletes to come out of the state of Minnesota, but he is boring. But that's the point. He's boring, and we don't care because he performs on the field. This day and age, we elevate people. We look to people who are boisterous and loud and are the loudest voice in the room, thinking that somehow they know better or they're smarter than people. We have, cut, we have got a sickness in this country where we're drawn to people who are just boisterous, and that boisterous masks um, uh, inequities in the people that they are. I mean, you look at online every day, and I was reminded yesterday that, uh, what is that guy, Charlie Kirk or whatever, he's got, now he's suggesting that like the Boeing situation with planes somehow has to do with DEI and hiring people who probably aren't. And he, he actually said on a podcast, you know, I got to admit, when you see a black pilot, I don't know, uh, is it, uh, I don't, you, or do you feel confident about that? Honestly, Are God, you kidding me? No, that, but he gets away with that day in and day out. Oh, my God. Because he can get on and be boisterous and loud, and people are drawn to that. Bring boring back. Give me a boring-ass president of the United States who is just boring. You know what? But the guy's smart, and we have a total faith in him. Honest to God, in this country, and uh, again, you're talking. I I advocated for cheering at car crashes yesterday. And yes, so in this, I know. In this job, in this job, I can't get on the air every day and just, well, I'm just going to be boring today. Doesn't work in this line of work. We've, yeah, we've tried that on this station. We've tried that with some various hosts over the years. Yeah. Boring doesn't work in this job. I get it. But you know what? I'm not running for anything. I, 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 and, and it's not only in politics. It's just there's such a culture, and I think it's getting worse with uh, just look at me. I'm a, uh, I've got something to say. You know, you don't always have to have something to say. So bravo, bravo to boring Joe Maurer, first ballot Hall of Famer. He didn't need to be exciting and give it because he performed on the field. So bring back boring. That's my hot take today. My winging it Wednesday. Make boring great again. I would tend to agree with you because I remember um, during certain presidencies when we would wake up with anxiety thinking, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen today? Yeah. Or when you watch certain politicians or even certain sports figures speaking 
and they're like, oh my gosh, what are they going to say that's offensive? And that was stressful. That was stressful. Right. Sometimes you just want boring. Because yes. we all have enough drama in our lives. Yes. And I don't know. And, and I maybe I'll have to take umbrage. I don't know Joe Maurer. So, and Joe, call in because we want to congratulate you on being the youngest person ever. Love to have you on the uh, The show. youngest living person, excuse me, to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, so, Mazel Tov, and we're very proud of you. I remember when you were in high school, so I'm thrilled. Um, I don't know that he's boring in life, but Probably you're not. saying he he's didn't just, make waves. He just did his job. Right. He was a good guy, seemingly so. He didn't you know, do crazy things with gallivant all over town with a gallivant. I sound like I'm 90 Uh, women, you know, or men or whatever. Uh, He was, he wasn't involved in shootings. He's just a good guy. Right. And sometimes that is enough. And it's enough, which is a big part. I'll be honest with you. Why he's in the hall of fame, because personality matters when the hall of fame voting and people who rubbed baseball writers the wrong way had to wait, had to wait to get into the hall of fame. So because Joe Maurer was generally a pretty good guy, uh, that absolutely helped his case. Of course, he's a, he was a fantastic baseball player, a tremendous athlete. And you know what? It was a boring interview. So what? Like, like it's like I know in this business, obviously, we like people to. Go, we liked. We had Chief Brian O'Hara yesterday. Not boring. Mm-hmm. Not boring. No. Uh, no. Not and, boring. In no. this line of work, again, we love that. But uh, we should be able to praise people who are boring, and we should be able to say, you know what? Sometimes boring is a good thing because some a lot of times boring people are pretty calm and collected. We have a texter saying, mm-hmm. "I don't see Joe as boring. I think he's very." And you're right; he's very uh, cool, calm, and collected. And it and cool, he, calm, right? Just because he doesn't, you know, give you a great soundbite, who cares? He does what. Well, he has is that to do what everyone field. else wants to see, though? Because don't so many of us watch? You know, don't don't we see? We have demand for like, it. With, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like we things cre- like Real Housewives, of course, and, and manufactured drama, and The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, all this made-up drama right. and heartache and and fighting and what have yes. you. I mean, that's what that, people kind of love. We, this, that's what I'm saying. It's not a boring person problem. It's a us problem for wanting. Well, it's boring. We must. Uh-huh. It's not worth listening to. We need somebody. Yes. We need somebody, the people who shout. The people who rattle the cage, rattle the swords, that they must yes. have something good to say because they're the loudest voice in the room. No, they're yes. not always the loudest mm-hmm. voice in the room. Um, w- but that's what we demand. This is our culture. And it started a long time ago, a long time ago, uh, in the things we choose to watch. And that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's all our fault. That is, absolutely is our fault because that's what we like and that's what our eyeballs fall on. And that's what uh, then p- people who make the choices of what they put out there they see that, and that's they cater to us. I might be on your side. Bring back boring, because then at least we know when to really be outraged. Because right. when there is something crazy, and there is not manufactured drama, there's just actual real drama. If someone you know says or does something that's dramatic or crazy. Then we'll be like, that's the crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. But people don't want that anymore. You're right, Adam. It's it's all on us. And because we're on Twitter picking fights 
and we want to be outraged and yep. we want to be offended. Yes. Yes. It feels Bring, good to be offended because it, yeah. it feels yeah. good to get pissed you're morally off. right. You're damn right. Mm-hmm. You get you wake up mm-hmm. in the morning and I can't tell mm-hmm. you how many times I wake up in the morning and I get on social media and I know it's mm-hmm. a me problem. I know. And I tell myself literally, why do I do this every day? And I see something mm-hmm. that pisses me off and then I go down the rabbit hole. What else does this guy say? And I'm fueled by that. And that is, mm-hmm. again, that is not. That is not that person's problem. It's a me problem for letting me that, that, that uh, for uh, letting it affect me like that. Mm-hmm. But there must be mm-hmm. something in my brain that says ah, it's kind of fun to do that. It's kind of it's. You're right. You nailed it. It's fun to feel morally superior. Morally superior. To exactly. Someone. Yeah. And I mean, we get some of that too on this show. People listen because they don't agree with me. Maybe they don't agree with you, and they love to tell us what idiots sure. we are. And that's okay. That's, you know, that's why we're doing it. That's right. Yeah, that's why that's, I said what okay. I said yesterday is because we got that reaction. That's part of the mm-hmm. fun too. But you know what? We're not like you know. We're not heart surgeons, or we're not making public policy. <laughs> this is a radio oh God, show, no. yeah. which somebody couldn't figure out yesterday. It's not church. This is. I'm mm-hmm. not sitting up here telling you how to behave as an individual, and, mm-hmm. and, and I, we're, we're trying to entertain and inform and give our opinions on various things that are happening. And you can react how you want. If you don't like it, text us and call us. Or if you do, text us and call us. We take all comers. And but again, I just there is a place for just calmness and serenity and boredom, and we need to recognize it. And sometimes, boring people are good people. And they've got more to say than the people who are shouting, usually. I love it all. So what do you think? Should we bring back boring? Should we get on the air every day and say, (laughs) "Um, I slept well. I did not have any exciting dreams. Oh, boy, yeah. What's going on? my toenails. Nothing. What's going on with you? (laughs) Nothing. That's what I'm saying. Doesn't work here. Doesn't work. Uh, but you guys want that six five one four six one nine two two six? I'm wearing my red shirt today instead of my blue yes. one. I mean, right? Red <laughs> is not laundry. red is not boring though, my friend. Red oh. is not a boring color. We'll be clothed. So wearing beige. We'll be wearing wear beige, beige and brown from here on out. Yes, six five one four six one nine two two six. Would love a phone call on this. Uh, we got a lot of text coming in. We'll react. Oh God! Make boring great again with Adam yes. and Jordana. That's her State Fair t-shirt, 2024. 923, uh, Pink Tickets. We're giving away tickets to see Pink in October at the XL Energy Center. We've been doing it all week long. We'll give away another pair of tickets today. When you hear that sounder, we'll line up three contestants, and it's a pretty simple game. Uh, boring, you could say. I don't think so, but I'll read lyrics, and all you got to say, is it Pink lyrics or is it something else? And you win the tickets. Uh, so listen for your chance. By the way, uh, Jordana, Big happy birthday to our uh, yes. to our big knockers today. We call them our um, the oh. the big timers. Oh, big knockers! I don't think we call them the big knockers. Yes, I, that's I'm what pretty we call. Sure that's we a Chad Harmon term. Big knockers. Actually, it was a yeah. I think it was a Jerry Burns term. Jerry Burns, former Vikings coach. Big knockers meaning Joe Maurer. Big knocker on the Twins, uh, meaning our big time players. So our morning show host Vanita and our afternoon drive host Jason DeRussia both celebrating birthdays today so bravo happy birthday are you kidding really no. yes they both have they make it up yeah. well i knew about vanita i wasn't yeah. sure jason about, to russia uh, also a birthday today oh i know that because we are the same age and he is exactly one week older than i am so next wednesday little hint it's somebody's birthday next wednesday oh yeah that's on my calendar Okay, boring guy. What do you want for your birthday? Should I have? Do I have to get you something boring something like boring. Socks, socks? Even though socks make a great hey, gift. Socks make a great gift. I'm okay socks with socks. 
I like ties. Nice, nice necktie. Okay. Yeah. Ten thousand right, dollars in cash. That. So let's look at some of these texts yeah. because we said, you know, you're you're winging it Wednesday is that we should bring boring back. <laughs> and Joe Maurer, no offense. Is boring. That, it's okay to be boring. He, People are taking issue with that. Like, oh, he's just he's calm. He's not boring. Mm-hmm. No, he's boring. But that's fine. And I'm not what? talking about on the field. He's anything but boring on the field. Mm-hmm. Guy was a t- treasure to watch. But in mm-hmm. per- like when he talks on the radio or when he interviews. And again, I've never spent any time away, like you know, behind closed doors with him. He's maybe he's a nope. cut up. Maybe he's a total hilarious Who guy. Knows? But like when mm-hmm. he when he talks to the media, he's boring. And maybe that's by maybe that's on purpose mm-hmm. to say, you know what? I let my talking, I do my uh, talking on the field, and we that's could right. use more of that in the good old U.S. of A. Look at Dave Probably. shaking his head in agreement with me. He's never agreed with me, so so uh, encouraging. Tell me why uh, why I'm right, Dave. Well, well why I'm be- right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thing I always used to. I mean, this is like what you'd say in high school when somebody's chirping and yeah. celebrating. You say scoreboard. You say don't sing it. Bring it. Oh, yeah. I like that. I like <laughs> Joe Maurer did. What, Vanilla Thunder? Is that your nickname? <laughs> That's from yeah. Vanilla Thunder, talking right. smack. <laughs> Someone says, oh, yeah, four more years, boring Biden. Okay. Uh, let's see. I like Joe Maurer's humble, dignified presence. There, and so instead of boring. Sure. Because you're trying to be salacious and get a reaction, we can call him humble and dignified. I really like it. I like it. Uh, Adam, the addiction to a boisterousness is a symptom of an unhealthy American culture. Some days I wish we were more like Finland or Norway. They love and celebrate being boring and efficient. Fair yeah. enough. Scandinavia, you, you got to end this part of the country. A lot of Scandinavians. I think a lot of people equate Scandinavians with boredom or boring. And like people my- would say Minnesotans are boring. Sure. But we're okay with that. Again, a- as David says, look at the scoreboard. Our quality of life is better here. People are raising great kids. We still have family values, most of us. You know, I, I again, we look at us. We're doing okay. Humble and hey, proud. Uh, this texter says, people watching others be crazy allows them to feel better about themselves because they can feel superior to the crazies. I think you're right, yeah. Texter. Is that why we're drawn to it? I mean, this is we could do four hours on this. Why are we, yeah. as human beings, drawn to that? Why do we like to see yeah. uh, the train wreck? Why? Because Paul in Coon Rapids, our, our dancer friend, says, I'm with you guys. Give us a boring president who will accomplish good things and get the job done. Oh, I, I kind of like boring politicians. I'm fine with that. Just get the job done. I've heard that Joe, this, I've heard Joe Maurer talk to the Highland Friendship Club, which is a group of adults who are developmentally delayed. He's been hysterical. He answers every one of their questions with respect. He's awesome to listen to. Talk to these special people, absolutely. And you know what? Uh, our our greatest, the people that we hold up, even our athletes, they should be doing that. That is part of their, I mm-hmm. guess, and and good on teams for having people do yes. that. And yes, yes. I, uh, f- folks, this is tongue in cheek. I'm talking about when Joe Maurer answers questions. Like yesterday is just boring. But I'm not mm-hmm. saying that he's a terrible person by any means. No. Not. And it's just, but, and you know what? We like it because that's, we, we, we know what we're going to get from Joe Maurer. We know, right. Yes. That's why we shop at Target, the consistency. So we, we eat at Applebee's. We that's, eat at Applebee's. Yeah. That's why. You know what you're getting. Yes. No surprises. You're going to get a decent meal, some wings. You're, you know, you're going to go get your toiletries and maybe find a t shirt you like on sale. Yeah. Uh, I get it. I get it. 
Uh, Jill in St. Paul says, hi, guys. I have a T-shirt that says, keep St. Paul boring. <laughs> I like boring compared yes. to chaos. Give me boring anytime. Uh, here's another this- one. Uh, you are, a br- I love this text. You are a breath of fresh air amongst the putrid stench that has become modern entertainment. I don't know if that's a compliment or a a criticism, but we'll take it. Thank you very much. And and thank you for calling us entertainment. Yeah, that's a compliment, I think. This is a great text. Do you know what else is boring? A rock, this texter writes. But how do we refer to people that we lean on? He or she is my rock. Great text. Mauer is a rock. I love that. that. I just got chills. I love that. That's what I'm you know saying. What? I'm not going to be offended and when someone says I'm boring. And here's an idiom we hear all the time. Actions speak louder than words. But there's a lot of mm-hmm. truth to that because, you know, you hear it all the time. The people that talk the big game where they talk about how much money they have, they talk about how successful they are, they're more than not overcompensating for what they really are worth. It's the people who have it don't really need to brag about it and share it. And there's a lot of truth in that. And I know in this day and age, everybody's got a voice. And there's so many voices now. You have to be louder and you have to be more outrageous just so people could pay attention to you. And boy, do we see it every single day with the just ridiculousness uh, that comes out of people's mouth. And And sadly, we celebrate a lot of those folks. We do. But that's an us problem. We have more power than we realize as the American public. We're just, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. not unified. Uh, Speaking of not being unified, later in the show, we are going to talk about the New Hampshire primaries. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk a little bit about that, what happened there. I promise we're not ignoring the news. We're just, uh, we didn't want to wing it Wednesday with the primaries. uh, But the results of the primary for me, boring, which is why I I had a little faith yesterday that might get exciting. Nope, the results were boring and we're getting a boring result, which is part of the problem, too. Why I guess I'm on the boring kick this morning. But it's your turn next. I will uh, step aside. You got any teas for uh, what you're going to wing it, or is this just going to be a cold splash of water in my face? My winging it is going to be something much more interesting than Adam's boring conversation. Ouch. Next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. No prep, no discussion in the pre-show meeting, no tip-off to what the subject is. This is a totally off-the-cuff segment that one of our hosts will launch into. Winging It Wednesday continues with Jordana Green. Rich people are begging for society to tax them. Why aren't we doing it? Get this, Adam. 250 millionaires and billionaires have signed an open letter calling for wealth taxes to pay for public services around the world. It's true. I'm talking about Valerie Rockefeller, actor Brian Cox. I don't know how much money he has, but he's certainly a multimillionaire. Abigail Disney. Yes, Disney. Yes, that Disney. A billionaire, probably a multi-billionaire, have signed a letter. That said, if elected representatives of the world's leading economies do not take steps 
to address the dramatic rise of economic inequality, the consequences will continue to be catastrophic. True that. They write, our request is simple. We ask you to tax us, (laughs) the very richest in society. This will not fundamentally alter our standard of living, nor deprive our children, nor harm our nation's economic growth. But it will turn extreme and unproductive wealth into an investment for our common democratic future. You know what? They need better lobbyists then. Because the. Really? The, oh, yeah. Because, I mean, that's a fraction of. Because the corporations and. I'm, I'm talking about the uber rich, too. I, you know, the, we get into semantics yes, about people. what we mm-hmm. define as rich. And I'm talking about the very wealthiest of the wealthy. And usually mm-hmm. it's families, corporations. Uh, there's not. I, I mean, the, uh, they far outweigh those folks. And bravo to them for saying so. Yes. Um, but uh, they are in certainly the minority because the game is so rigged to keep those people rich. And the beauty of it, the magic of uh, of how they do it, is to convince those of us who don't have that wealth that somehow uh, they vote to keep those people wealthy. And it's 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 one of the great cons that we've been seeing over the last several decades uh, in this country, and it's, we're reaping what we sow because that, that separation between the uber-rich and the income gap continues to widen. But bravo to those folks saying so, but I, I just think they're in the far minority. And do you think... And, I, see, I, mean, I, think, I think you're wrong because there was, there was a new poll. Um, a group called Patriotic Millionaires. The the poll was uh, published in Quartz Magazine, and the data is provided by something called Proud to Pay More 2024 report, says that here's the deal. Um, 75% of millionaires and billionaires say they are in support of a 2% tax on billionaire wealth. Mm-hmm. So this is just the billionaires. You know, these are people okay. that can't spend that kind of money in their lifetime, of course, unless they give it all away. Uh, these are people that don't have to work, that are only making money on their money. Maybe mm-hmm. they do work, but that can just live off the interest of their money and, and their children never have to do anything. So they say 75% support a 2% tax on billionaire wealth. 12% neither support or oppose. 11% oppose it. And then 2% don't know. I don't know how you don't know about that. But it says they are willing to apply that standard to their own bank account. 66% of the respondents, remember, these are polls, so these are only people that responded to the poll, agree they would support higher taxes on themselves if the revenue would be used to provide better public services and more stable economies. And they say more than half, 54%, agree that concentration of extreme wealth is a threat to democracy. Concentration of extreme wealth. I mean, even look at it. We have multimillionaires that are running for the president of the United running running in Congress. We have, I mean, not all, of course. We have lots of grassroots candidates, too. You almost have to be, the ones <laughs> You almost have you to have, be nowadays. And, and that's what's broken about it. So why are we not listening? If we value the, I, you know, be, being billionaires, why are we not listening to them? Let's take their money. Why is this so hard for I think any politician and tell me if I'm wrong. That's that said, I want to I want to do what they said, cite this poll and say, I am running on a platform to take two percent of billionaires money in whatever country they're running. in. you don't have access to all the billionaires because many are in Russia. And those are people that probably that voted against it like Putin. But 
if billionaires like the Americans that I said, the Rockefellers, the Disney's, the Brian Cox's of the world are saying, take our 2%, why can't a politician say, I'm going to do that? And let that be their platform. I would vote for that person. Well, it's a death sentence for a politician to say, I'm going to tax you more. I mean, that's just, just and I, because this goes back to my wing on a Wednesday about, how, you know, boring is not good. They have to, you have to speak in sound bites and you have to speak in, and you can't let anything come back to get you. But here's my thing, though. If they, they've got that money now, put it, put it up now. Come, why do we need saying, hey, you take my money from me and you do something good with it? Why don't they get together and say, okay, we got all this money and we're willing to part with it to make the country better, so do it. Why do, why do we need like uh, the government to say, here, uh, you should be taxing me more? I think That's interesting. I, I thought of that, too. Why don't they just take that money and form a charity? Right. Give 2% of their wealth to wouldn't save have, the world. Wouldn't you have more faith I, in the charity than, than the government? But maybe they don't. Maybe they feel the government can reach other people that might not have access to the charity. You know, charities don't necessarily have access to the poorest among us. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Maybe they wouldn't be able to set up structure that government already has. I'm not sure because I'm not a billionaire, so I don't or, or very smart in business. So I don't know how that would work. But I guess they think they have faith that governments could do better with the money than a privately created charity, maybe that could be corrupted very easily. I imagine that governments can be corrupted very easily. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe we would, maybe they want their money to go to campaign finance reform, like yeah. we talked about yesterday, right. not being allowed to use all that money. So anybody who wants to run gets a million dollars, you know, to pass out flyers. I'm not sure how it would work, yeah. but I think they might need government input. And that's what they're saying. That's what these billionaires are saying. Tax us, take our money, and do with it what you will, because I guess they still have faith in government. And, and I think if you ask, and again, like you, you said, I, I have no idea, because I don't even know what it's, can't even comprehend what it's like to have that amount of money. And uh, certainly smarter people than me will, would need to figure out, okay, how do we achieve that, whether it's through government or not, through some sort of private mm-hmm. uh, um effort but i think it does start with campaign finance i think that's how we change Mm -hmm. it and if if they can put their money towards that somehow but we've not been able to do that which is why i say and i'm not a total anti-government guy saying oh no we don't need the government for anything yeah we do need the government for 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 a lot of stuff but Mm -hmm. that's why i'm hesitant to say what what is the such motivation to turn over more money to the government when clearly uh the the government seeming seems to me puts up roadblocks to any kind of meaningful change to make the system better. I don't know. I, 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 I right now I'm believing what the billionaires say. Mm-hmm. I want you to know that, and maybe they realize that the, them the excuse me, the economic inequality in the world is so extreme. So mm-hmm. maybe if there were things like universal basic income that was worse. Yeah. <laughs> supported by the government. With the free money from the government, not taxpayers. Remember, this is billionaire money. I just want to throw some stats at you to share how the gap, how how the, the chasm between the uber-rich and the regular people has become. Um, this Oxfam study, Oxfam is a UK-based charity organization, found that the globe's richest men, the world's richest men, doubled their collective wealth 
in tw- since 2020. That's three years, Adam. So if you had a billion dollars in the last three years, you had you now have two billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Nobody needs that. They say the groups, the world's first trillionaire will emerge within yep. a decade. And that's not from innovation or doing anything. That's on the interest. They say the chasm between rich and poor widens to a ridiculous level. The net worth of the top 1% of Americans swelled by $21 trillion, while the bottom 50% dropped, the wealth of the bottom 50% of Americans, that's probably most of all of us, dropped by $900 billion. Today, the half, 50% of American households, those of us that are in the lower half, own just 2% of the nation's wealth, 2%. And that's what the rich are saying. They're saying, take our 2%, take 2% of our wealth, and that would raise $250 billion every year. That's sustainable. That's every year. Think about what either government or maybe a new charity, maybe you're right about government being, you know, impotent and inept and a bunch of idiots could do with $250 billion every single yeah. year. And and they see the problem. People are living in poverty. People can't feed themselves. People are homeless. We have mental health crises. We have all the, all the bad things. I just, I, I'm so for this. And the it's such like the world is upside down that the richest people are saying, take our money yeah. and tax us yeah. and governments, we trust you. I think this is crazy. And yet I think it's, we have reached the point where 75% of those polls that are billionaires, I know you say most don't agree, but the poll says yeah. 75% want it. So fine, take 75% of the billionaires. Maybe it's 200 billion annually. It's not 250 billion annually because they don't want to opt in. Maybe people have to opt in. Maybe that's the it. The fact that there's, but, okay, opt in. Yeah. No, but maybe that's my argument is that these, you're talking about individual wealthy people and as opposed to, and my argument is that I guess the, the pushback comes from, corporations that are you know gathering up this wealth on behalf of you know of select few people maybe that's the difference here Hmm. i'll I'll share with you just how the letter ended because i thought it was a really profound statement um the letter closes with this saying the true measure of society can be found not just how it treats its most vulnerable but in what it asks of its wealthiest Mm -hmm members our future is one of tax pride or economic shame that's the choice and they want it to be tax pride that our taxes are going to help instead of economically shaming the most vulnerable among us that cannot seem to have enough to survive and i i just love that i'm going to say it again the true measure of a society can be found not just in how it treats its most vulnerable but in what it asks of its wealthiest members. Honestly, that restores my faith in humanity. I think that's really beautiful. Let's grab a quick phone call. Steve and Wyzetta. Steve, did that quote uh, restore your faith, or what do you think here? You guys are actually thinking that the government would hand out that money and not spend it on (laughs) $2.4 billion choo-choo trains. I'm a little little dubious myself at that. But now, a texter points out, Steve and Jordana, that these billionaires who signed this letter actually have specific ideas of where it should go. Is it, mm-hmm. Instead of say, just turning it over to the government saying, oh, yeah, you guys know better, which I don't think anybody believes. 
And I think that's reasonable. And, and, and you make a good point, caller. I, I totally hear you that I, I too believe government often a bunch of idiots. I mean, look at us right now. We can't do anything. We're just, it's, everything is stagnant. They're, they're the wrong people running our government. But, um, if the the wealthy people said, okay, you know, you're going to create a tax for the ultra wealthy, like we get to do and set up how we want. It's sort of like a, you know, a contract. You can tax us. You can take this much money every year, but it has to go to A, B, and C. And at this point, I might trust some of the billionaires to have a better idea of where it should go. Yeah. Somehow they need the government maybe to distribute the funds. I'm not exactly sure how it works but, you know, I'm not exactly sure how a lot of life works, but I feel like if they're saying this, they get to set up where those taxes are appropriated to and the government just has to implement. And there could be ongoing challenges and that could change when when we solve hunger, then great, it moves more to mental illness. I, I'm not sure what it looks like, but what I'm saying is we should listen to them and we should take their money. <laughs> Take their money, she says. I think Take they should be voluntary. If, if they're voluntarily willing to give up their money, they can do so. And if somebody else wants to be a jerk and hoard all their money themselves, sadly, they can do that as well. Right now, they can. Yeah. Right now, they can. But there's got to be a better way. If they understand the inequality... We all should, and we should start saying, sure, we'll take the money and set up a yeah. better way to do it. There's got to be a better way than the top 1% of Americans controlling 50% yeah. of the wealth. Right now, how we're doing it is not working for everybody. If you're in a good place, fantastic, mm-hmm. but it's just not working for everybody. 951 News Talk 830 WCCO. 955 is your Linda's construction time check. Time to get 50% off installation labor on Infinity from Marvin Windows. We're popping here to a little uh, disco. You started it. You're Bee Gees, dancing. I love it. Oh. Bee Gees, properly rated. Uh, by the way, I started out the show, Jordana, talking about boring Joe Maurer. Well, I just yes. retweeted a video that they hmm. produced for Joe. It's narrated by Justin Morneau, and it is so good. I had, You follow me on Twitter, at AC830. I just retweeted the video, and it totally talks about what I was talking about. How It's not boring. He's humble, and... The whole point of the video is about how, you know, Justin Morneau and Joe Maurer hung out together. And Justin's like, hey, he's he's gonna he's from here. He's going to show me all the cool places to hang out. And all Joe Maurer wanted to do was sleep and watch The Office, which is, you know what? Oh, gosh. Good for Joe Maurer. You know what? He stayed out of trouble that way, too, by the way. But that's what I'm talking about. Boring. And that's why we love Joe Maurer. He's boring and we love and, it. And at 1035, we're going to have Caleb Thubar uh, yeah. joining us to talk about Joe Maurer, Joe Maurer, excuse me, he made his debut in MLB throwing to Maurer in 2013. So we're going to talk to Caleb uh, about about Joe. Pitching. We call and him. ask him if he's really boring. We'll ask. Pitching to Maurer. Oh, pitching. I'm sorry. Yes, we'll get, I, I we'll didn't say throwing. It. You said throwing, oh, but we, we call it pitching. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 